On today's show, we continue our look at branding for musicians. Cue the titles. 30-Minute Music Marketing. For musicians who want to get better at marketing their music. Hello, I'm Sheldon. And I'm Greg. And this is 30-Minute Music Marketing, the show for independent artists and DIY musicians who want to get better at marketing their music. That is you. Thank you very much for uh, streaming slash listening to this on the podcast platform, Facebook Live, wherever you consume this particular show. We, we thank you for your audience. I'm going to do my sto- a token Spotify. You've been listening to it on that. By all accounts, still is it still the most? It's still the most listened to platform for podcasts mm. for this particular show. Which is good. So last week... We had a quite a long episode to do... 40 minutes, blockbuster. It was 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 the equivalent of Endgame. It was. um, Have you seen that, by the way? Oh, I have seen Endgame. Yeah. Too poignant poignant for my liking. Oh, right. uh, Bit soppy. It was just like, and also, I'm going to be a little bit controversial. Obviously, we're talking about brands here. I actually preferred Captain Marvel. Mmm. I thought Captain Marvel was a really good film. I'm not saying it, so I can't comment. I was really disappointed that her role with the Endgame. Whoa, 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 whoa! Stop! You're not allowed. That's fantastic. That's all. Right. Okay. We'll 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 cut it there. But this is. Let us know your thoughts on Endgame. Like the last Avengers film. This is part two. Yes. Of a two-parter. Now we've put. So so you should have ideally watched part one. If you haven't watched part one, and somehow you've just mysteriously clicked onto this, or, or just watching this. Um, if you're watching this on YouTube, the link will be um, in the description. <clears throat> so watch that one first. And uh, I'll do a recap, of course, because uh, having yep. previously been in education, we all know recaps are good. So please, recap. What was last week's okay, episode well, about, well, Sheldon? It was um, talking about why branding for musicians is so important, what branding was actually all about. Um, we discussed that branding helps identify who you are in a very sort of uh, literal sense. That could just be down to a logo. Uh, Branding helps you differentiate yourselves from the competition. We said as musicians, there are probably far too many musicians and artists and singers out there. There's a lot out there. So if you can do anything to help differentiate yourselves from the other people around you, that's going to be a good thing. Branding can help you be more liked. We had a look at maybe one instance as to why Coca-Cola is preferred over other types of cola. They are definitely more than just a cola drink, aren't they? They are very much so. Uh, And branding can give you uh, extra associations to become more than just the music, as you've said. And perhaps more importantly, branding can help increase the value of what you're selling. Hmm. Branded and unbranded goods, the costs, uh, differential therein, the the extra money that can come from a branded product. Actually, I was talking about this with one of the one of the clients at the studio yesterday, and we came on the subject of Calvin Harris, mm-hmm. and it was difficult to see initially what his identifiable brand is, kind of thing, you know, and and it's almost like in some respects his brand probably is the consistency of his product. Yeah, and maybe in the first instance when he was just starting out, a wee nipper, um, maybe that wasn't particularly too apparent. Um, I think maybe one of the things that we might even discuss later is that that through an artist's career, that your branding and who you are as a brand might change mm. and evolve as you as an artist grow and change and evolve also. Uh, we had a look at uh, visual imagery and how that helps you in your quest to Fit become in nicely a within brand. your genres. 
Um, we had a look at graphic design, uh, logos and fonts, uh, photography, how you appear in your photographs, how that all helps send perhaps subliminal messages to the person in at the other end. In some respect, a lot of this is a bit like you go into a bookstore. I know they still exist, and mm -hmm. I believe people still like to buy books Very much so. rather than e-books. And, and it's almost like helping create the front cover that gets people to kind of go, oh, what is this? And delve in a bit deeper. There are various uh, internet articles about the design codes that are used on book covers. So from a glance at the distance in Waterstones, you can probably tell the genre of that particular yeah. book from the colours that are used, again, the typography, the imagery, the photography, that sort, that sort of thing. So, so it's done to, to fit in because, because there are codes and conventions. And if you can easily tap into that and maybe carry on uh, extending those codes and conventions, it's easier to send a message to uh, you know, the, the person on the other end. So it could be a good thing. Unfortunately, we do, although they say never judge a book by its cover, we uh, inevitably do yes. judge a book by its cover. Now, I put it in, in big capital letters here, which is maybe sort of calling forward to the, the majority of what we're going to be doing today. Branding, if you, if you, if you want to sum up branding into three words, branding is understanding. It's help, helping the person at the other end, the person in the audience, your potential fan, understand who you are. So maybe we'll, we'll go on to unpack that a little throughout the uh, the rest of the episode. So shall we shall we get on with yeah, today's so. episode? So we're going to be looking at um, personality and how exhibiting a personality can possibly nice. help you become a brand as a musician. Um, values, personal values, how that can maybe help. Maybe something you've never even thought about before. And maybe an example of how artists put all these different elements of branding together. So... Are we just on the one page today? Or no, 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 two pages. Oh, two pages. Two, it's a two-pager. It could go to 40 minutes again. I'm sure, an entertaining 40 minutes, I'm sure you'll agree. So, Edgy your seat stuff. So personality, we may or may not have a caption here. It depends whether he's got time to, to do it or not. Probably right, not. I've said here, brands quite often exhibit a personality. So consumer brands, that is. So well, even though something may well, be... I suppose even some artist brands. Yeah, but... If, if, we, if we talk about consumer brands, maybe the, the people who founded the company or maybe the original founders of the product, they tend to instill their, you know, elements of their personality within the so, product So that is create. it true that BrewDog actually enable you to take your dog into work? Um, I think pub, uh, dogs are allowed in quite a few pubs, but let's leave the canines behind oh. and, and we'll come on to BrewDog in a minute. Don't okay. get ahead okay. of Right, so I've just written down here some, uh, you know, potential um, personality traits that you might find in people. Right, happy, serious, gangster, sexy. And I don't know whether he, are any of these ringing any bells for you? Gang Intelligent, down to earth, loving, extrovert, introvert, party starter, funny, laid back, aggressive, excitable, cuckoo, rebellious. I could go on. So those are all, you know, typical personality traits that you might find in people that you meet. Yes. Per se. Right. I don't know many gangsters, I will be honest. Well, that's, you know, well, maybe, maybe you do and you don't know that they're gangsters. Maybe they're just <laughs> ineffective gangsters. <laughs> or they just haven't so. tried to extort you for money yet. No. Okay, so let's take a consumer brand. Now, this is your first opportunity to stick a caption in for the... Uh, for the viewer. Can, Sorry you, can you... you do your ting again? Because it really Bing. helped. Was, is that what I did last week? Yeah, do it again. Bing! 
think that's great. There we go. Right, so <clears throat> there's, the, there's a video view for you <clears throat> there. Ben and Jerry's. Yes. So what sort of, you know, you're familiar with the Ben and Jerry's I, brand. I'm partial to the other Ben and Jerry's, Jerry's and maybe, ice cream. Maybe describe for the, the podcast listener at home what the, uh, the, the Ben and Jerry's graphic design it is, is. It is a blue sky with a few clouds. Uh, you have two cows spread apart. One looks like it wants to do what the front cow is doing, which is eating an ice cream. It's got its tongue out, obviously enjoying it and they're on green grass. So it would imply a nice pleasant day with lots of free roaming cows. So they're obviously being looked after to provide the milk uh, to make the ice cream, which is yummy. So in terms of the personality of the brand, it's not ben taking Jerry's, itself too seriously. It's fun, it's innocent, it's maybe people who are, you know, well, adults, good but, welfare. but uh, you know, again, it's, it's implying people, uh, that's values. Let's not zoom okay. ahead on to that. No, it's only because I looked on the other page and you put PETA. So that's why I thought about good welfare. It's, uh, it's good to see you thinking. Okay. Right. So yeah, it's, it's, you know, it's, it's quite fun, slightly sort of hippie-ish, uh, you know, skewing back to, to you know, childhood and... It's, it's obviously trying to sell itself as a fun product. Yes. Which is what ice cream really should be. It's, quite, it's almost like the complete opposite to Haagen-Dazs with their ad campaign in the 90s, Again, which yeah. was trying to sexualise ice cream. Which has been subsequently carried on by the Magnum brand in the UK. Yes, you're right. You know, it's, it's, ice cream is sexy, seductive, but it's, it's only because <laughs> it these companies messy. put in these, you know, these personality traits when, th through means of association. Right, let's, I, have a, let's have a look at the consumer oh, brand. No, Somebody, you know, yeah, yeah, Sorry, bing, Thank there we you. go. Uh, now we're looking at a, a delicious can of uh, Brewdog Punk IPA. And now, I, I, you're obviously aware of the Brewdog uh, brewing brand. I'm aware of the brand. I can't say I've ever, although I might have actually had one at yours. Was it an alcohol-free one? He's not a big drinker. I don't drink. No. But are you aware of the personality traits that are attributed to the Brewdog brand. Certain people you know are very much... In fact, they, they are a massive they brand advocates. I've never known someone spend so much on beer. Uh, Hello to Keith, by the way. Hi. So, uh, personality. So what sort of personality I, traits? I'm not the best person to ask okay, here what well, to do with a, with a company I'm not Again, you're, you're not a drinker. However, you'll probably go... But oh, I, right. I kind of get the impression, I think, and this is obviously going up, literally looking at, they class themselves as a... Uh, a Fun-ish company, but they obviously take their product quite seriously. Uh, well, I've got a, a down here as personality traits. Rebellious. They've got attitude. Where have you got this? There. Oh, sorry. It was. I was thinking that was just additional things for Ben and Jerry. Oh, so I apologise. Yes. Sorry. Uh, Nonconformist. Yeah. Um, doesn't care who it upsets. I don't know whether you've seen some of their controversial marketing. No. No. Well, so never who, mind. why? What? He, he lives in a world of his own. <laughs> Live a sheltered life. And, and, and the actual name of the product is intended to, you know, sum all that up in, in one particular word and, and a, a, sort of a personality word. They're, they're punk. They, they are, you know, rebellious. They are... But do they actually like... What's the reference to dog? It's not like that new Netflix documentary about, ID, just, uh, about Ibiza just, and the guy's never actually been to Ibiza. Do just, they have dogs? I don't know. It's... It's you know it may be the you know the term dog as in you know, as someone might you know your dog it I don't know 
I've not you, fully looked into it. Well, I've been looking in branding. You're going street now. What's up, dog? I know. I'm like nearly 50 trying to go street. <laughs> Please share this video to embarrass me. Right, but, okay, so so those are two consumer products. Yeah. As sort of examples of how personality traits kind of are attributed funny. to what is liquids and, you know. You've basically chosen two things, one that you like and one that I like. Quite possibly, yes. Mm. Right, so. So now we're going on to music. Lady Gaga. What, what, a, would you, what, would you, what would you say? Oh, sorry. Bing! There you. we go. Insert that video. What would I there, say there, about there. Lady Gaga? Is that what you're going to ask what, me? What, what, what would you say her personality as a, as a superstar is? <sighs> but but in, is? in some respects, it's difficult to answer because it's changed so much. Now well, she's probably being seen more as an actress. Think about classic Lady Gaga, Look, classic, Bad um, Romance. It was um, a very, face. very, very extrovert. Uh, I mean, I do get the feeling that whoever was behind her branding must have gone, what do you reckon we can get her to do now? Let's get a scene where she'll wear a dress made out of bacon. Well, see, and, and, and then she you did. might want to include that here. A bacon dress? Dresses, dresses made out of meat. But the thing is, that, that could come from her, that could come from other people we don't necessarily know. In terms it's, of... It's very much though, it, it's almost, it's like Madonna, but 30, 20, 30 years later, where it's the shock, shock, shock. And in some respects, you know, she's managed to keep the shock going because you would have thought with all the stuff with Madonna did, can, can there be anything else that is, and she's managed to do it. I mean. Well, she's certainly following in her footsteps, right? In terms of personality, I've got strong, yes. confident. Okay. Outrageous. Possibly. Extrovert. Definitely. Sexy. Depends if you like me and a woman. Well, okay. look, looking, at, looking at that photo, looking at that's, these, like, you know, I mean, that's, she, that's ticking a few boxes for, for, for quite a few people. Good old Stephanie, she looks quite relatively appealing. Now, the thing I've written down here, and I only sort of thought about this as I was, I, I was writing this, we're talking about personality. Perhaps with her, it's quite fair to say that a lot of what she does is perhaps exaggerated for artistic effect. And maybe she potentially crosses the line from personality to persona. Yeah. And again, she's got a, an ever-changing persona, perhaps, because she hasn't really done anything as outrageous as what she was doing at the Met Gala this week for, for, for quite some time. So one can maybe argue that there's a fine line between maybe showing people your real personality and maybe oh, trying to craft... I think that's what she's an, trying to an do An artistic now, is, persona. ...is show a, a person rather than a character. But the, the whole point of being in a position as a musician whereby you try to put your personality on show. And, and the thing, the, the, the great thing, really, that, that it, that's now so, so easy and so simple to do in terms of every, every aspect of social media. In terms of the, you know, the, the posts that you can make and even blog posts on your website. You can just show people, you know, little videos to show people exactly what you're like, what you get up to over a weekend, maybe when you're not gigging, you know, and, and give people a more rounded sense of who you are as a person. The idea is that there's all those people at home in terms of your audience and your fans watching this. And if they can recognize elements of your personality within themselves, that creates a connection and people find themselves drawn closer to people that they feel that they have, you know, that they have similarities okay. yeah. with. But I mean, how do you, I mean, for quite a while, sorry, I'm, I'm just about to do a bit of branding myself. 
he is he is open to uh, to any sort of uh, any kind offer. of any, any offers. If they do a Mr. Ironic one, I would like that. Uh, in terms or Mr. Plot. Free tea bags as well. You will accept tea bags, coffee. He will accept clothes. <laughs> so yeah, it, go on. You, you can drink that. I will, I will say is that, that people might say, oh, this is the person that I associated with because I can see. Uh, myself in them. It could also be, maybe in the case with Lady Gaga, is if I could be anybody, this is the sort of person yeah, I, would, that, I would like to be, and maybe that's what draws. That, that's because that, in some way, answers the question that because you know it's it's difficult to. I mean, I'd suggest to people that you know, oh, I find it difficult being myself on stage. Then it's like, well, create a character that it is those things that you wish you were, yeah. without having to. You know, and in some ways, that what you've said is reinforcing that. And idea. Yeah, probably the best example of of, of that as as a as an artistic performance persona is uh, is my good mate Freddie Mercury, because anyone who's ever seen any sort of footage <laughs> of him just backstage or in the studio, he's very quiet and a very sort of socially timid person. <laughs> well, it's, However, get him on stage, and he's you know he's a is a, a rocket. But you you actually were the one that said about you know. Because you were saying that he doesn't do much talking between songs, he because because he's absolutely rubbish at it, and you know, and and it's really weird to even you know even believe that because when you see him at like Wembley or whatever, he's literally got everyone in his hand, yeah. And you kind of go, how can you then tell me his just small talk with the audience is is rubbish? It's, but it is though. Yeah, it's just what's it's, live aid, <coughs> and he does one little little speech in between uh, just before. Um, um, but you would little thing called love, and it's rubbish. But you would never, you would you never, never believe, think that. No. no, you, you know, for all terms and purposes, to see him, you kind of go, this person can do this in a sleep. Yeah. Moving on from personality, I think that's covered. So as, as I said, if you you exhibit your personality through <laughs> probably best through your social media posts, you can show people different <laughs> elements of your personality as you go about. You know, and again, the, the, this could be within the text. You could show people through sort of video. Mm -hmm. and, and what used to happen in the old days is that the only way that you get to learn about the personalities of your favourite artists or the members of the bands that you, you'd like to, you know, the likes of you and I would have to buy mag you know, music magazines or, and pour through and go, oh, great, there's an interview here with... Or do you not remember that bands used to have a yearly annual book? An annual? <laughs> I had a Pet Shop Boys annual. Did you really? Yeah. And wow. It, it, all was it one hundred percent unofficial? No, no. It was a genuine, and it, it introduced me to the world of Chris Lowe's fascination with sunglasses. Very good. Very and hats. Right. I'm going to move us on now. I'm going to talk <clears throat> about values. Probably something you've never, you know, thought about before. But brands need to set and state their values. So what I'll say to you is. What do you stand for? What do you think is right and you know should be protected in this particular world? So I'm going to give you one consumer example. Bing! Here we go. Um, this is an advert that I scanned from a, um, it was a weekend uh, supplement magazine in one of the national newspapers for a non-dairy drink called Oatly. Just one of those, you know, non-milk things. Oat milk. Oat milk. Succinctly put there, Greg. Thank you very much. It's actually pretty decent stuff, though. I've had it. Uh, it can be quite expensive. That you beat me to it. Yeah, it is quite expensive. We buy the cheaper uh, 
soya stuff from Aldi. Yeah, but soya milk is, is it's nowhere near as nice as oat milk. Sorry, you've done But unfortunately, un until you can, uh, you know, you've got the, the, the massive riches to, to pull off the oat milk um, heist. <laughs> yeah. So, here, taking up a full page of this particular magazine, here's this particular non-dairy milk actually stating to people at home what their brand values are. And obviously that text is quite small, so I'll just read some edited highlights. It says, everybody is of equal worth. Humans should be put before profits. Companies have as much responsibility as politicians in order to build a good society. Now, why do they, did they spend what is probably, I don't know, maybe 10,000 pounds to take up a full advert in a, in a, in a magazine? Can, can you actually five thousand maybe? Would you 000? say what which uh, newspaper it was in? Um, I don't. Want, be, I don't want to say I'm, I'm a I'm Liberal Guardian reader, but you know, I'm just it was curious a Guardian to see. Weekend magazine. Okay, so then it gives you an idea of who they're actually aiming demographics. at. Demographics, right? Okay. Okay. So 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 the, so and again, you know, I I don't drink milk. I drink, I drink soy milk. So they've already got they've already got my interest. So the idea there is if they can explicitly say to me who, you know, I don't particularly use this product at the moment. If they can say to me, right, here's our values. We believe in this, we believe in this, and we believe in that. The idea is that the next time I'm at a supermarket, going through the shelves, going almond milk, uh, soya milk, and I see a carton of Oatly, they go, oh, right, there's that milk. And they believe those things, and I believe those things as well. So in order to make... It's appealing. You know, it's going, yeah, it's going to maybe inform my my purchase so, and make me buy that because the people who make this again share that similarity in terms of in terms of belief so i'm more <clears> likely maybe to make a purchase from them than from everyone else so it's almost appealing to your ideology yeah yeah right the only thing i was going to ask you is are they a cooperative i i, I don't know you always you always want to expand this too much. Let's, yeah, let's I'm, I'm, a, I'm a curious individual. That's I like to... you, you can Google that once we once we finish the podcast and, and the show. Right, getting back to Brewdog. Brewdog mm. actually have a charter. We'll put a link mm. to the charter, which is on their website. A charter. Yeah. Basically, it's a posh word for a mission statement. Right, okay, thank so, you. So, um, edited highlights of this mission statement are: mm. we bleed craft beer. So, in other words, it's it, you know, if if you cut us open. They bleed. It's like with, with that into craft. But look, that's them. That's not me. They're uncompromising. They are geeks, and also they blow stuff up. As in, in terms of the market that they're in, they're not mm. afraid to stand on a few people's toes to to actually change the market to more accommodate what they do. We bleed craft beer. It's not me. Well, you know, so, so, please don't try that at home to see what you bleed of. <laughs> Um, I, I'm, I'm sure it's blood. Right, but what they're doing Keith is... Keith might bleed craft. might, actually. Bulldog beer. So, it's all about defining your purpose. And so, you know, as a musician, the thing I'd say to you, right, you know, what is your mission statement? What sort of values do you hold, dear? What's important to you? Now, let's go music. Musician example. Again, it's, it's another Queen reference. I'm sorry, I do like Queen. It's He's, my mate Brian. You're mate. obsessed. I know, but you, well, you know. And you, the good, the good. You take the Jay Middlemiss out of me for liking BT. You are far worse. I, I do, I do, I do, I do like all the, all the Queen lads. So, right, so here's Brian May, and if you follow Brian on Instagram, goodness me, what you're going to get is a barrage of, of uh, grams about 
him and his obsession with trying to protect and save wildlife. It used to be the badgers. It was all about saving the badgers. Oh, has he moved on now? He's moved on now. He's moved on to uh, hedgehogs. You, there's a myriad, um, uh, loads of photos of him in hedgehogs. And foxes as well now. He's after protecting foxes. He's but a busy man. He's a very busy man. So he, you know, those are the things that he holds really dear to him. So those are the things that he wants to Badgers, give airtime to and exposure to on social media. So he's basically saying, I'm not just a guitarist with, you know, one of the best rock bands that there's ever been. I'm, I'm a person as well. And to show you how much of a person, these are the things that are really important and I'm very passionate about. And he wants to spread those to other people. And again, it, it, the same sort of thing is that other people within his audience will, will have the same sort of views. And the idea is that, you know, you make a greater connection between the audience at home and yourself by showing people these views. Now then, in terms of values, I'm going to raise a particular point. Uh, we, we live in a maybe a highly, wherever we live in the world, a highly politicised time, don't we, Greg? You could say that. You could say right, so what about your individual politics? Do you think, as a musician, you should be, in terms of your political values, your political beliefs, you should be talking about them on social media, when in doing so, you might alienate and maybe push away and put off a certain percentage of your audience. Um, I'm just th I'm throwing that question out to you then. You've right? asked the worst, worst person <laughs> in the world. So I'd be like, no, <laughs> let everyone know where you stand. Um, I, it's a tough one. I mean, it's... It depends how important that is to the to the act. I mean, yeah. in some cases, um, what, Tom, I can't remember his surname. Robinson. Robin, Rick, not, hang on, Tommy Robinson. No, 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 no right. No. Tom Robinson. The, the, the guy behind music. Jonathan Pye. Um, no, I'm talking no. about the guy behind Jonathan Pye. Uh, He's built a career. I, I forget what he's based on writing, a, a creating a character where the, the emphasis is that his. Political well, rap. He's not a like, no, keep, but, keep, keep no, music. no, but what I'm saying is so, so it all depends on, you know, punk music, for example, probably is more uh, going to be infused with that within its message. A, a ballad probably isn't. So I think it really depends on your, your musical genre that you're making. Well, what I would Morrissey, say. Morrissey. Oh, don't talk to that. Right. <laughs> Well, in, in, in order to... Right, I mean, yeah. he has well, become what, all the things he used to hate. Yeah, well, unfortunately he has. And he's, there's, there's something on, on social media which has and made the, it even worse today. And, but then you look at like bands like Oasis that try to, you know, who, who make this working class reference to their music. So that would have been a big part. Probably indie is more so than, say, your EDM, for example. Well, what I would say is that there is, there's no right or wrong answer um, like I say, in do, if, if you do express your political beliefs, you, you, could, you could put people off. However, again, talking about making people uh, and drawing people closer to yourself, I think that's one thing that would do that. But, but always be mindful of the fact that if, if you do, ex it, you, you might have an opinion, people will have opposite opinions. And as long as you're okay with the... Again, Pat, you could be so principled that... 
that really, you know, but it, it, it's... In some point, though, you, it's, if you're going back to some of the things we talked about before about this, in the first episode against this, I don't want to sell out, I don't want to be corporatized uh, yeah. and stuff like that. So in some respects, uh, my memory isn't all there today. It, it going, you... <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> I need to rewind this. It's, you, you've got to be careful what you're going to do because one of the other is going to cause a problem. I've completely lost my train of thought no. and it will come okay. back to but me. It's, it's tricky. Well, let's sum it up to say there's no right or wrong answers. For every fan you make, you could lose a fan. Egg, egg, exactly. So, d tread carefully. If, if you feel as though it's really important to you and really important to your brand, then by all means, and again, what you could do is you could find a whole, by doing so, you could find a whole new audience, mm. pros and cons. But maybe I mean, what... It would be good to hear pop music talking about, you know, things like climate change, mm? which has yeah. become very politicised. But, but this, this is it. it doesn't have to be politics, politics. No. So, it, so be... it, may, it may well be what I put down here is that, you know, in terms of, again, all your values, write down, take a piece of paper or... You know, notepad on your preferred um, or phone. computing uh, platform, and, and actually sort of write down a manifesto. What are the things that you, that you you know should be protected? What are the things that you like? What are the, the the causes that you should support? What are you against? You know, and by making these columns, like these are the topics that you should maybe be sort of uh, talking about. And, and if you know, if climate change is uh, you know is something that, that that's particularly important to you, do you or, or any other topic for that matter, you, you know, you could I mean, you could blog about it. You could start your own podcast haven't about you it. Effectively turned most of your annoyances, things you like. You basically turned everyday subject matter into material for your own band, haven't you? That's coming up later. Right. Okay. For those who because we didn't yeah. actually describe in the picture for those listening. The Brian May picture is holding a badger. Yeah, a badger. Next to a pond. Next to it. And, and he's enjoying himself. The Brian May, that is not the badger. Yes. So, so there you go. So create your own manifesto. What do you stand for? What are the things that you hold dear? And make sure that you talk about those and give airtime to those. Um, on the likes of social media. It is strange that bands don't, you know, they, they will see it with all the things, you know, at the end of the day, they would have had to buy equipment, they would have bought equipment based on certain reasons, but then they apply, very few actually apply the same those, yeah, those techniques sorts of, uh, to, to, their own, to their own sort of career. I mean, but putting across the idea of a mission statement for a band is such a, it's so obvious, it's so obviously forgotten yeah. at the same time. It's like so, you know, so, so you know, as a band or as an artist, you know, in terms of your mission statement, what are you actually doing this for? What do you hope to achieve? So, I've, coming on to the next one, are you going right, to do a I've, bing? I, bing. So let's try and have a look at all the things that we've looked at so far in terms of imagery, yes. in terms of personality, in terms of values. Let's try and have a look at just one particular artist and see where we can... Just sort of... to help me with the edit process. Yes. I know you said Bing, but the Bing. picture that's come up, I have no point, I have no reference as to why it would be up now whilst we're talking. But well, we've just reached the point in the show. Okay, so I put it up now. Yes. Right. Okay. So it's pink. I was like, it was. Yes. Okay. Right. Okay. Th thanks for that. that that's fine. Anytime. It's, it's basically shoulder up for those on. Yes, it's it's a typical uh, publicity headshot, 
of the Grammy uh, multi-million uh, award-winning artist Pink. Really? Yeah. Just because you don't like her. I didn't say I didn't like oh, her. Oh, the pink. Hashtag Greg doesn't like pink. <laughs> pink hater. I don't know where the apostrophe comes in. Right, so in terms of uh, pinks, well, in terms of the imagery, um, uh, I chose this particular shot because she's pulling pulling a grrr face, a sort of like a, a, a snarl. Yes, that, that a snarl yeah. is probably yeah. a better so, way to so put it. So there are elements of her personality coming through there. I would say so. So you put like, can I read some stuff out? Well, I feel a bit well you know, from what you know about, talk about what you know, you know, from yeah, empirically about the artist Pink. Um, just from just from she, what she you've would, seen. And... I think she would probably like to be seen as seen as a nonconformist, someone who's more independent, uh, somebody who is not so much directed by her management, but would probably tell them what she's going to do. Yeah. And, you know, she's not always been presented in a typical female artist way. And I was having a look image. through her sort of biography and, the, you know, as a, as a very young person, she was, she was put into two, like, girl groups, both of which dissolved simply because she didn't fit in. She, you know, in terms of, you know, her personality was, was non-conformist. I've got down here, in terms of elements of her personality, I've got feisty, uh, Raw in terms of maybe you know a, a, a personality and a uh, carrying through to a subject matter. Honest, sensitive, angry. Yeah, I mean that picture is you know instead of it being you can obviously tell that she's you know she's not exactly unattractive is she? But she doesn't have to be a typical headshot of an artist no. where everything's done prim and proper. It's almost a bit like I can still be attractive but in my own way. Kind of right, in terms of her personal values, did a bit of Googling before. She's campaigned Didn't for... Didn't with a pink fan. You know, whatever. Uh, campaign, I was going to say Peter, but I believe some Australian um, or American... Is it Pete? They call it Peter? Let's um, call Peter. Peter, she's campaigned for those. She's outspoken for LGBT rights. Uh, she's done stuff for UNICEF, Save the Children and Human Rights. So as an artist, she does campaign and he's outwardly outspoken for the things that she uh, believes, believes in. in. And in terms of her songs, and obviously she's had you know, very much a, a long established career, and let's face it, we're quite old, so in terms of her newer stuff. Mm, we. Well, I'm old, older than you, and I, I don't interface with, with pop music radio maybe as much as I, as I mm. used to do, so yep. when I, whenever I think of Pink, I maybe think of some, some of her works Early from the earlier catalogue. So I'd think of stuff like uh, Raise Your Glass, you and your hand. Are you aware of what the subject matter of you and your hand is? This sounds a bit... I'm, go, I'm going it's, to keep quiet it, here. It is explicit on when you go on Spotify. It, it's about uh, being a woman in a, you know, a nightclub slash bar and being approached by a sleazy bloke. And right, that's she, not what I would have thought. Yeah, but, she pushes <clears throat> him away. Right, so physically. basically... She, she, <clears throat> and says that the only fun... She, that he'll be having tonight is... Oh, right. Okay. okay. So basically she's talking about uh, unwanted advances. Yes. Right, okay. Uh, get the party started. Know that one. So, <clears throat> I would suggest the element <clears throat> of her personality is actually embedded within the songwriting process. And what happens then is it, something like that becomes, becomes a package. So, you know... what. 
it, it's it's often you know when people are writing songs and you know crafting their music in terms of the actual subject matter, the more you can think maybe outwardly and maybe overtly about the you know your individual personality, how that personality connects with other people, <clears throat> the more you can incorporate that within your body of work, the more that the people at home are going to actually find that the music that you create resonates with your listeners, I would suggest. I mean, you know, without mm. wishing to particularly go into my own band uh, too much, but that that's what we do. We incorporate, you know, quite overtly, we incorporate all the things that make up our individual brand and our, our personality, and we write about the things that ourselves come across every day and the people at home come across every day, and that's one of the reasons why... I think our music is is particularly. It does resonate successful. a lot with your fans, doesn't it? Yeah, very much so. Very much so. Uh, the gig this Saturday sold out, by the way. Where is this gig? Uh, it's Halifax. Oh right, okay. Yeah. Uh, you can't come. It's sold out, and <laughs> the next one sold out as well. So just saying, just saying. So but, what you're basically saying, this stuff works. This stuff works, you know. <laughs> that's why. That's why I'm here. So, recapping, branding has a lot of individual elements, and maybe this is the one thing, if you were just to say to somebody, right, do this, and then you can become a brand, that would be particularly easy. However, because it's all these individual elements, it, it does take time, perhaps, to put everything into place, and maybe you don't become a, instantly, same with most things in the music industry, overnight. You've got to lay the seeds and plant the foundations and build on those and keep basically sending these messages and displaying these values <clears throat> and displaying elements of your personality over a long period of time. But the great thing is, again, back in the old days when social media didn't exist, you really struggled to do this. But from whatever social media platform you use, you can be building that brand each and every day. I mean, should you worry that your brand will adapt? You, well, you as a artist will adapt. So your branding will also adapt because over time, your personality will probably change as much as, uh, as everything else. And, and your values may change as well, Morrissey. <laughs> well, actually, talking about, you were saying about you know, things on Radio 1, um, they're looking at the, 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 the playlists and stuff like that. And it's almost getting to the point now, Beyonce will more than likely be played on Radio 2 maybe more than Radio 1, or at least the same. Touching two demographics I know, and that, that, so that, that means there's obviously got to be a slight change in some, well, some form of branding change because their audience is potentially it's, it's funny, so what I'd suggested next, as an exercise, maybe to try and get you... A, You've you know, chosen a hard one. Well, what I would, so I, I, I said to myself, right, well, if the, you, the listener at home, right, can take Adele, maybe try and examine elements of her you know, musical career, her, you know, Adele as a brand, you know, what actually makes that brand work? So we, we've talked about image, and even though we haven't got any, uh, any visuals, she's very much the, the classic chanteuse. It's, you know, it's ball gowns, it's very much that 1950s, uh, what's her face, Audrey Hepburn yeah. sort of look. It's, it, it, you know, it's harking back to you know, the classic era. I suppose era it's of, the complete opposite to Taylor Swift, isn't it? Uh, very, very much so. In terms of her individual personality, you could argue that there's two sides. There's, there's the on-stage... Um, again, diva's not the, the right word that I want to use. She's the, the more classic, like a songstress. Classic songstress, however informally... She's very much the old, you know, 
Cockney geezer, isn't she? You know, she, she does. When you hear her speak, it's not what you'd expect. No, no. What, and not, not not in a bad way. It's just that you know she's a bit, you know, Cockney. So and and it was then something that just struck me. But in terms of you know the biggest artists on the planet, do they naturally have strong branding elements within them that that aren't particularly forced? Again, if you think about Lady Gaga and elements of you know her outward personality is it that record companies can take somebody like her because she has a strong brand to begin with and it's only with a little bit of a marketing push that artists like her mm. rise to the top well, really quickly because that branding is successfully or you know already in place I People... suppose so I suppose if you've got the core element to make it that more extravagant isn't as hard as trying to do that later on. Mm. Because you do get a lot of people, certainly I see, who are very, very hesitant about trying something that is, oh, I'm not too sure about that. And I think, yeah, you would have had a lot more difficulty, I would have thought, suddenly putting that on Lady Gaga and if it yeah. wasn't there at the embryonic stage. I so, suppose. you know, I do, th I do think it, it's particularly sort of natural with her. And, and again, like <clears> we say, it's, it's probably exaggerated for artistic effect, the, the persona rather, yeah. rather than the personality. But I just think that if you have got all these elements in place in terms of your imagery, personality, values, clearly stating who you are as an artist and making that sort of quite outward and finding yourself resonating with people who share those, you know, those same values, those same attributes, and if people can clearly see what sort of Again, artist you are from your, your imagery, your, your photography, your typography, and every other element of your graphic design. It doesn't take a lot then in, in terms of when you, have, when you try and apply a little bit of marketing spend. So again, if, if the, the same visual, you know, the same imagery comes in your, in your visuals, in terms of you know, your, your music sort of promos, if people can, can sort of see that, they can instantly get a hook and a handle on who you are. Once you start applying a bit of marketing budget and marketing spend to that, it should make your job, hopefully, a whole lot it easier. Should and, snowball and a it snowball a lot, lot easier. It should make it a whole lot more, more effective. Because if you're having to, you know, if you, it is almost like, you know, with, with what we're trying here to kind of get episodes ahead of ourselves. So, you know, in terms of a lot of the work is done. So when mm. you do kind of start, it's a lot more, you know, it, it's, it all kind of comes together. And it's all about, in, in this day and age, becoming more than just a song on a playlist. That isn't really enough. And again, it's when somebody, maybe in their Discover Weekly, finds uh, you as a new artist on their sort of playlist. When they come to Google you, check you out, uh, have a look at your Facebook page or your Instagram profile, what are they going to see? When, when they go there? Are they, are they gonna scroll through your feed and get a, an instant overview just from your imagery alone, in terms of the, you know, the, the sorts of pictures that you're posting, does, does that say who you are as an artist or as a musician? Can people get a, get a glimpse and a handle on who you are just from that sort of imagery alone? It's you know, the same sort of thing. I mean, back in day, Back in day, You know, I would buy CDs uh, and stuff, and you would look through, you wouldn't just buy the music, you'd want the inlay card, you'd read through the inlay card, you'd see who else has worked on it, you'd see who they put in the thanks section to see if there's another point of similarity to what you wanted. And now, you know, obviously that's not so much, but 
Am I the only person who gets slightly disappointed when the bio section in the on, a, in a, on an artist on Spotify has very little there? Yeah, this is a you know. People, I want more. I want more than just that. Record. Again, talking about branding is understanding. Like you said, when we find a, a new artist and we go to the artist bio, maybe on Spotify, we want more information in terms of the, the context within which th this music has, has been created. So the more elements of understanding that you can provide and the, the more that you're quite uh, explicit with in terms of uh, pumping that out there through whatever channel that may be, the, uh, the more happy the, the listener will be on the other end. Mm. So yeah, so job for you would be, as I said last week, we said in terms of assess um, all your assets, as they refer to in marketing terms, in terms of your visuals and your graphic design. Maybe you need to uh, be explicit on a piece of paper, identify which elements of your personality you'd like maybe to concentrate more on and start telling more people uh, about through social media. Uh, create a little bit of a manifesto, um, I or we, uh, we like these things, we don't like these things, and you should start maybe talking about uh, those sorts of things. Again, on your social platforms, see what response you get from your audience, and maybe adopt, adapt, and improve. See which ones maybe resonate most, maybe concentrate uh, more on those. And when you're thinking about your, um, your song catalogue, writing your material, uh, you know, your values and your personality, is that evident within the, the music that, you, that you're creating? The more of it that, that it is, hopefully, the, the greater, again, the resonance there will be between uh, your audience and your musical outputs. So, basically, now, we would like them to kind of maybe tag some of your stuff in the comment Ooh, section below. Yes, So now. we can actually see your brand. Yes. Do you do you want us to uh, to have a look? And, you know, we'll, we'll, we'll give a... You know, a, an honest opinion. Yeah, mm. we'll be supportive. Yeah, very good. Very good. That That's might be uh, that might be a, quite a good future feature. Yeah, but plenty for you to mull over. Uh, thanks very much for uh, for watching this particular week's episode. Listen. Again, if you're watching this on YouTube, subscribe uh, on your audio platform of choice. If you're listening to this as a podcast, you can also subscribe. They do say rate and leave a review. It's entirely up to you. I'll, I'll, I'll leave it to it's it's on your let it be on your conscience. So, and you. thank you very much for uh, for watching this week's episode. We shall see you next time. See you soon. Daddy bye. Bye.